1: How much time? Till we're on. Ron! What?
2: We're on the air right now.
1: Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight.
3: Fakia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym. Train for the sport you play. This is Sports Day. Oh,
2: yes, it is Sports Day. Sats and Rat here on a Monday night. Again, we say it each and every week. It was a massive weekend mm. of sport. The NRL, the NRLW, the FIFA World Cup, the Bledisloe, the Swimming World Championships. Oh, you know boxing. It? I, love it. I love my boxing. One of the greatest boxing fights I've seen in a long time. Wow. Over the weekend. But, of course, day five. Of the fifth test of the Ashes concludes tonight. Our time in early hours, and we are primed.
4: Oh, it's all on isn't tonight? it? tonight. Yeah, We're I set I up for an amazing finish. I won't sleep tonight, right? I, I don't think I will. I'll be I'll be banging the coffees in. I can tell you that. I'm 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 just excited for the fact that it. You know, I mean, we've retained the Ashes, but we haven't won the series. Mm-hmm. To actually win the series and just shut up all the whinging palms. <laughs> Sorry to our English listeners out there, but um, there's been some carry on, and it'd just be great just to have this massive chase, the biggest ever at the Oval. Yes, and by you know, a long way. Just too. put the nail in the coffin, and just you know they'll have nothing to uh, nothing to whinge about. Them. We're going to talk to
2: Barrett Sunder Racing, who is over at the Oval in the UK, to talk about day five, what he's looking forward to, what's ahead, and what's in store for the Aussie batsman. Of course, we've got ten wickets in hand with. Uh, well over 200 runs to get so far. Hey, we got also work experience kid, Brenton's here today. Hello. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Can Your Brisbane Broncos won on the weekend? Thursday yeah. Night.
5: Patty Carrigan going, th- going through for First a try. try First yeah. try ever. Almost felt like crying I in the family household.
4: <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> believe it. Right, you Bronco wow. fans, honestly. <laughs> yeah, it was a family event.
2: <laughs> uh, welcome to the show wherever you're listening, whether it's through the Super Radio Network, all the SEM frequencies around the country. Uh, on the app or the podcast at a later date. Welcome to the show. Thanks to our partners earlier on, Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023, and World Gym Australia proving lives through fitness. Text in at any stage. Get involved in the show. 0457-736-736. And if you're in New Zealand, who are currently the New Zealand soccer team are playing, aren't they, at the moment? But if you mm. are listening on the app, double eight double three, get involved in the show at any stage. Uh, also one of the legends of Australian sport, Buddy Franklin has announced his immediate retirement, which, uh, what a great career.
4: Amazing career, so a 1,066 goals. Yeah, I think um, he's, what,
2: third all time? Yeah. Something just, like that. you
4: know, made a huge impact on the Sydney market when he, he moved did there. Too. yeah. Probably relieved him of a little bit of the pressures of living in the, the fishbowl that's Melbourne, being an AFL star, but um, yeah, just great human being, great fella, great career, and yeah, it's, it's a shame that, you know, he's, he's gone out injured, not being able to have that one-song game where people can um, just thank him for for what he did. But, um, yeah, look, phenomenal career.
2: Two-time premiership winner, eight-time All-Australian, and four-times Coleman medalist, of course, which is the the best goal kicker of the season as well. So fair stats. And like you said, Rat, he signed that massive deal and everyone thought, oh, is it too much for one player? But they needed him to be on a long-term deal to try and break into that Sydney market. Well,
4: you know, they'd had success in Sydney already before he got yeah. there, but, you know, he certainly just, you know, got all eyeballs on the Swans and, um, yeah, look, he, he yeah, like I said, just did, did wonderful throughout his career and, yeah, just great to see. I, I just, I'll never forget when he kicked that thousand, the, the goal number thousand or thousandth goal and just the, the the fans swarming the field and, you know, what it, yeah, it was just, it's once-in-a-lifetime stuff yeah. you see.
2: Some of the Swans players actually left the ground. They left the ground and went out the front of the, the SCG to get back into the ground and go up the tunnel. Because they
4: couldn't get across the, the too many people. Yeah, They're
2: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, great scenes. On the show tonight, West Tigers legend Paddy Richards in our segment, Where Are They Now? So we're going to talk to Paddy. What a great player he was. Big mm. outside back, big winger. One of, one of the biggest boots oh, scare, in the history of rugby the, league.
4: Scary kickoffs. Yeah. Those big... Floating spiral things that he used to do is <laughs> phenomenal.
2: Has an amazing grand final moment as well. We'll talk yeah. to him about that. And also on the subject of cricket, he was, he was a very handy cricketer in his day as well. Paddy Richards, mm. as I said, Barrett Sunder Racing is going to join us also to wrap up what has happened in the first four days. But what we're looking forward to in the last day of the of the Ashes Test, hard worker Mondays. <laughs> thanks to Boom Logistics, Kia Top Seven. We'll see who made the Kia Top Seven from all the performances throughout the weekend. And Steve from Dubbo. Uh, Eels, Muzz, all the Parramatta fans, I can tell you right now they haven't made it. No. Not at all. Also, we'll have this as well.
0: Yes! Yes!
2: Yes! Ugh, yeah. Actually, let's get into that now. Yep. What let's did you like or what did you lump from the weekend across all sports? Okay, there's so much going on. I've got to say, the last six or seven days I've been just... Glued to the screen watching the World Swimming Championships, mm. that has been outstanding. Molly O'Callaghan, the 19-year-old, who—that's what I'm liking. She broke the longest-standing world record by uh, Pellegrini back in 2009 in the 200 free. I'm liking that.
4: Yeah, well, all, on that same theme, so what I'm lumping is the fact that the US got awarded team of the meet. Mm. Like it's—it's it's always gone on who—who who got the most gold medals. We nearly doubled their gold medal count. We yep. broke five records as, as a team, five world records as a team, the Australians, and, you know, they make this song and dance about best team in the meet being the U.S. It's just, it's ludicrous. I mean, yep. yeah. Now, our best swim team in, you know, probably a couple of decades, yeah. I think Miss Ole was saying, yep. you know, which is, you know, huge. Um they're not. They're not quite the household names that they used to be, though. Our swimmers. no, they're are not. They? They're not. Well,
2: Emma McKeon is mm.
4: um, Ariane Titmus. Ariane Titmus yeah.
2: definitely is. Yep. Uh, Kaylee McEwen is, but when you talk about you the likes so? of yeah, think, when you, you talk think? about the likes of Susie O'Neill, Grand Hackett, Kieran Perkins, Ian Thorpe, Ian Thorpe, probably not
4: there yet. Nah. Yeah. What do they need to do? Need well, a... I think I think Ariane Titmus is there yeah. without a doubt. Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, she's hopefully on the same after level. this, that will start to. I mean, there's certainly going to be a lot of, um, you know, hope and optimism leading into the to the Olympics. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see.
2: I tell you when I'm lumping uh, Val Holmes not his sin binning because I think they've been consistent. I think the sin binning was fair that, you know, against the Gold Coast Titans, but he will miss anywhere up to three to four weeks for a careless grade three high tackle.
4: Yeah, well, I don't think they. Yeah. Uh, he, he, on on track record of, the, you know, the match review committee, he was going to get time, just how much. And, you know, they've deemed that, you know, it's a, it's a few weeks. He's got a bit of form for it, you know, obviously. I thought the one against Mitch Moses was, it wasn't, that wasn't a yeah a high shot. Um, Mitch did the refereeing there, as we know. But, um, look, at the end of the day, you know, you just can't hit people in the head with your shoulder. And it, it was direct contact to the head and it was forceful. Mm. Um I'm I'm not happy about it either, but that's the nature of the game. Does it deserve three to four weeks? Ah, oh, mate, I don't know. Like, I, I, well, what do you do though? I mean, he got him pretty
2: good. He did. I mean, he could have bent his back and yeah. cut him in half, which I've always said. If you got another
4: option, if he got a week, he he, did. There'd be people blowing up, you know. I mean, I, I think three to four weeks is really
2: tough. Mm. Um, I tell you what, I'm lumping. What's that? Media being locked out of the last training session of the Matildas.
4: Yeah, well, you know, considering. Yeah, you'd want all the pressure you can get around it, wouldn't you? Like p- pumping them up and you know getting them excited. This is
2: on the back of Sam Kerr, whether she finished the,
4: well, I think, the entire training session. Well, that's probably what they're trying to keep quiet. So it's a big
2: game tonight against Canada. Oh, Massive.
4: huge, huge. Yeah, there is there, there's, there's a couple of situations. I think Brenton, what were you saying? They, they they I mean, they win, they're through. If they if they lose, they're out. I but took
5: a screenshot. Cause I knew this would come up if they Mm -hmm. can,
4: if they draw, they need (coughs) Nigeria to beat Ireland, which could happen. So if
5: Australia draw against Canada, Nigeria loses to, loses to Ireland by two or more goals, gets us through. And if Australia draw, Nigeria loses to Ireland by one goal. Australia needs to score more goals in its match than Nigeria.
4: Confused me. What? Just win Australia, please. Oh. <laughs> it, um,
5: Basically, Nigeria just don't score any goals. <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, now in well, three well,
2: quarters, 8 p.m. kickoff. Canada up against Australia. Canada uh, top five in the world, ranked fifth in
4: the world. Yep. Australia ranked tenth. Mm. So Well, we saw the Philippines beat New Zealand. We've seen Nigeria beat Australia. I yep. mean, it's not uncommon to see these upsets in the World Cup. It's just that we're going to have to create the upset. Yeah. Um, it's been a it's been a, a a competition that the Matildas just haven't seemed to fire in the the World Cup. Um, well, that like second game, that was a, I mean that was a
2: gift. The second game against Nigeria, wow. but unfortunately we we have three or four injuries, and those injuries are also strikers. Yeah, and Mary Fowler, and of course Sam Kerr with the calf injury. Don't know whether she's going to play yet. Sam Kerr hasn't been confirmed, and we'll know just before kickoff whether she will start on the bench if she does play at all, or whether yep. she. They try and play their entire game. So, yeah. Uh, okay, rat. I'll yep. tell you what I'm lumping. What? The Wallabies. No.
4: Don't love So, the went down to the All
2: Blacks, 38 points to seven. Ian Foster, who is the coach of the All Blacks, they were pretty impressive, the All Blacks. They look quick.
4: Oh, look, they're, they're an unbelievable outfit. So, what are your thoughts? Give us, give us a, okay. a synopsis. What, what I'm liking is in patches, the Wallabies look really good. They they didn't take their opportunities. But to create opportunities, you've got to be playing decent sort of footy. To get yourself into certain field positions, you've got to be playing decent sort of footy. They did that. They couldn't capitalise. The All Blacks get down our end. They score. They, they take their opportunities. I think after these last few games, mm-hmm. Eddie Jones will have a pretty good understanding of, who's who in the zoo in terms of who he likes, who he wants to play where. And I think he'll start to settle on a side now. It's been a lot of chopping and changing. But I will say the first 20 minutes of that game, uh, I thought the Wallabies you know, played really well. And I thought the first 20 minutes of the second half, made all the field position, they just couldn't capitalise. At the end of the day, you know, you've got to get the ball across the line. It doesn't matter how good you look, you know, inside the lines. you got to get it over the line um, to, to get the points. And they didn't do it. I thought there were some great performers. I thought uh, Valentini was fantastic. I thought Lyoto, when he came on in the second half, was great. I thought Callaway looked good in his first game back from injury. Corribiti was great. Um, but um, they need some friends to help them out. Um, yeah, at the end of the day, um, you know, they've got to put points on the board and they're not doing it and uh, they've got to get better at that.
2: Are you concerned leading into the World Cup, which is at the end of August, start of September? Are oh, you concerned? I,
4: absolutely, I'm concerned. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a work in progress and, and I get it. People are like, yeah, well, well you know, we've got Eddie in here to win games. You know, think of, think of, you know, if we want to use rugby league terminology, think of the West Tigers, right? Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years. And they're struggling to get it together. They're struggling to find the right personnel. they brought in new coaches. They've done that a couple of times over the last ten years. Um, Wallabies are in the same boat. I know it's our national side, but you got to understand, like, there's new coaches, there's new players. They're trying to find the right mix. And you know, we were blessed for the for the years prior to that to have, uh, uh, again, let's use a let's use a rugby league term, a Canberra type scenario where you had Laurie Daly and Ricky Stewart and Brad Clyde and. Um, you know, that, those sort of guys all come together back then you had, you know, your George Gregan's, your, your Steve Larkhams, your Matt Burks, you know, all these guys, you know, these freaks of talents that came through at the same time. Um, I think I saw enough on the weekend. I, I was, I was, I was more, I'm more optimistic after that game, even though we got beat by 30, mm-hmm. than I am after the Argentina game, than I was after the the Argentina game. It might sound weird, but I just saw enough um, to think, well, you know what, there's some positives there. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, we've got to get tougher and play for 80 minutes. That, that's the reality. Tommy got. from
2: Sydney on the text line, zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. It's now been 21 years since we won the low Rat. How long do you think we can win it again?
4: Um, well, if they, if they keep playing the way they're playing, it'll be another 21 years. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, we'll see. It's, um, Who scored the last try to win the Bledislau? I lap? think that might have been me. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <God. laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm happy for him not to win it, just <laughs> so I can keep claim, get, getting wow. on the bandwagon wow. <laughs> and getting paid every year to go and watch your game and go and talk about it. So, um, yeah, Snackers from it. Canberra says,
2: hey, my man Rat, it all went wrong for the Wallabies when they didn't secure the services of John Williamson.
4: That's exactly right. Hey, True Blue. To to uh, <clears throat> to combat the hucker.
2: That's yeah, right. yeah. Mm. I tell you what I'm liking. Try July. Well, it's now officially over. I love how all the players embraced it. The NRLW from round one, they were all over it. They were outstanding. The NRL players have been great. Yeah. What's been your favorite favorite try celebration? So, listeners as well. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Your favorite try celebration through Try
4: July. Well, my favorite uh, in terms of um, organization. Yeah, and and getting it like, working in time was the Gold Coast Titans NRLW conga line. I thought that was brilliant. (laughs) To get everybody together doing the conga line after they scored, I thought, mate, they've they've worked on this. Yeah, yeah. it was impressive. Like, a lot of them are very, like, just impromptu individuals. Yeah. I thought, you know, that to get, you know, I think there was about 12 players in that line all doing the conga. I mean, the
2: West Tigers in round one, they did – the old 10-pin bowling one. I remember Canberra did it. And,
4: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: Laurie was the last man. That, yeah. No, Justin Morgan was the last yep. man. That was the last pin that fell over. Mm. Um, it was launched in 2020, Try July campaign. It initially raised $85,000. And the non for profit for that year was Men of League Foundation. Yep. And then in 2021, they raised 265000 That was for Mossy Masoy, who we spoke, spoke to last to, yeah. week yeah. to support... Uh, him after his um his terrible injuries, and I suppose they're still tallying up what they got for 2023.
4: So oh, it's got to be more. Yeah, it, it was phenomenal. I mean, yeah, everyone bought in. Um, yeah, great, great work.
2: Now 762 says, "Hi guys, Rat, don't give up on the Cowboys local derby result. Didn't surprise. I think the eight will stay the same. And with that." Let's look at the NRL ladder to date, which, and the reason why I've done this is because I woke up this morning, I was watching today's show, and they said, let's look at the NRL ladder. And I looked and I saw the Raiders are still fifth
4: mm, they on got 28
2: lucky. points, a differential of minus 78. So good karma in the face of the Raiders because a lot of clubs underneath them got beaten. So the Panthers still out in front. Thirty four points there, equal with the Broncos on thirty four points. The Warriors sitting in third spot, they'll definitely be top four this year. They'll get a they'll get a home final. Now I'm led to believe the home final would be at Mount Smart. If they get another home final, it'll be at Mount uh, Eden sorry, Eden Park.
4: Yeah, fifty thousand. Yeah, yeah. That will they will fill that joint and to, it will easy. be that hard to win over there. I've played in Eden Park in a full house and it's it's a pretty daunting. That'll be during place. the World Cup as well. So mm. they'll just Great in New Zealand it'll be yeah, yeah.
2: It'd be a great time. The Stormer on thirty points,
4: rat. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm just the, the Stormer on thirty. You've, you've got the Raiders on twenty-eight. The, the three teams below them on twenty-six points. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the Rabbits have got the Sharks this week. I'm. I think the Rabbits are going to win that. They'll jump above the Raiders. The Cowboys have got the Broncos. That's a huge game. That loss on the weekend to the to the Cow to the Titans. Um, that that would have taken so much. Win. Well, it's, it's certainly as a, as someone who's watching them, getting more and more impressed and excited about where they could finish. And what they could do in the finals has taken all the air out of my sales. Yeah, for yeah, them. yeah. Um, they look like a bottom eight side there, not a top eight side. They look like that side that we saw at the start of the year, which is disappointing. But I think the Knights, the Knights. Well, they've got,
2: they got an odd number. They're on 25 points, it mm, could work in their favour. Yeah.
4: So the Knights have got the Dolphins this week. Yep. Um, I, I'm, I'm liking the Knights to finish in the eight. Geez, they're playing some good footy. Mm. What, do you, what, what do you think about the Knights?
2: Well I did that NRL predictor last mm. week like you did. I had the Knights in 8th position on 30
4: 31, 31
5: points on yeah. four and against. Who yeah. drops out then?
2: On my predictor it was it was the Sharks and Eels. The Eels. Mm. Yeah, who were mm-hmm. sitting 11th at the moment the Eels on 24 points.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I've got the Knights jumping in and unfortunately the Sharks jumping out. And yep. the, and the, and the eight finishing with the, with the eight teams that they got in there now, and I I, I think the, the top four is the top four that yep. we'll see. You think so? Yeah, yeah, I don't think that top four is going to change. Okay, so Warriors think, have got a great run in. You no think one's. Melbourne
2: ca- will stay fourth.
4: Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think okay. that will happen. Yep.
2: What's that at the moment? Yeah, Panthers, Broncos, Warriors, Storm. I think the Bunnies will jump into
5: fourth. Oh, Big yeah. call. Cool. Yep. Got some audio to play. Before um, we go to the break, before yeah. we go to the break, yep. Just make sure we play this one. Here it is.
2: Griezmann again. They go left. Here's Rogers.
4: Uh, Matt did you Rogers ask for that? Has done it for us. I can't now. believe we don't play it every time I talk. Did you ask for that? No, I didn't. But it was, it was, it was meant to be the, um, the stinger for when um, we talked to Eddie Jones last oh. week. But we got, we got scrubbed. So
2: Matt Burke missed the goal anyway. I know. Yeah. It's a good try, though. Let's get to a break. Saturday for Sports Day, and we will have our hardest worker from the weekend sport.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back. For World Gym, train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Yeah,
2: welcome back. Monday night edition, Sats and Rat. And before we get to our hardest workers from the weekend, uh, Danger says, hey, little man, you haven't won yet, you little thing, you by the way. high Sats. Nice to be home. So I don't know what you're trying (laughs) to say there, Danger, but what is great, the dangerous home from hospital. Yeah, nice one. What I hope about, you what, feel a lot about danger. The, the King of Dirt. Hey danger, my, my, wife, my daughter is in Cairns at the moment, so I think she comes home tomorrow night. So maybe <laughs> maybe you can show around Cairns tomorrow. <laughs> I
4: don't know about that. King of Dirt reckons the Blood like Cup should be called the America's Cup because we won't win it again for <laughs> 124 <laughs> years. <It> he <laughs> says go Bronx. To,
2: and uh, um, also 127 says, hey, fellas, it's Yvonne Gulagong slash Corley's birthday today. A shy country girl from Burrellon who conquered Wimbledon not only once but twice, the second as a mother, celebrates another birthday. Have a good one, Yvonne. Proud, rudgery woman. You did Australia proud. What an amazing person she is. Who beat um,
4: Margaret Court, then the world.
2: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Outstanding. Um zero, one 300 zero, one 1170 is our, if you want to get on air, and this man has Glenn. How are you, Glenn? Good morning, boys. Good evening, boys. How are we? How was your weekend? Good, was it good? So mate,
6: weekend was fantastic. Listen, just before I get onto the cricket, yeah. Can I firstly congratulate Ben Allenson on walking away with two hundred and ten K on million dollar minute the other
2: day? And also congratulate Karen
6: for steering a seventy five thousand safety
5: net this morning.
2: Now onto the cricket, boys. Yep. Go Woodie and go, Davey. Records are made to be broken, boys and Jack's
6: Hot water, we can't wait till it runs out. And just finally, boys, um, go logie, Sonia Kruger.
5: Kruger. Surely I should get the uh, radio equivalent. Good night, boys. Go to Matildas tonight. Yeah, good See you boys. Well Bye-bye. done, Glenn. Well, <laughs> done.
4: Was short, sharp, well done. That Short, sharp, succinct, clear messaging, yeah. punchy. That's as that's as good as I've. He's he's been getting less.
2: Glenn should go out into SEn's Hall of Fame. Don't let, don't get me started on the logies. Did you watch any of it last uh, night? Whoever yeah. writes the scripts
4: for the presenters, honestly,
2: they need to uh, be given first uh, well, and final well, official warning.
4: Well, that's prob- that's probably the pl- are aren't all the writers in in the world of like acting and stuff on strike at the moment? Like fifty well, thousand? It sounded like it last night. Well, yeah, I think they're all terrible. striking. What
5: about um mm. Sam Pang's opening? uh speech. I yeah, I didn't
4: think it was too bad. Like his no. um Well, he's a comedian. He probably writes the he's good.
5: His half and half joke I thought was pretty funny. Mm.
2: What was the half and half How,
5: joke? How um he's like, "Oh, I'm the first one to be half and half, half Channel 7, half Channel 10."
2: Oh, yeah, cuz the front bar and and have you been paying attention? Yeah. What about when he said, "I'm um, just reading some of the some of the the stuff on Twitter about what my performance is like at the moment and someone said What, what? <laughs> someone said, "Oh, <laughs> I wish Bert Newton was doing it, and oh, like obviously Bert's passed away. And everyone sort of thought, "Oh, what about Paddy? What would Paddy be thinking?" But from all reports, he ran it past Paddy, and Paddy was fine with it. Yeah, and right. Played along with the joke. Now it's time for us to get through our hardest workers from the weekend in the NRL. Thanks to Boom Logistics, Boom. Well, they're developing lifting solutions to meet your needs. And I think there's only one, isn't there? There's Rat?
4: one. There's one. Cameron. McInnes for the Cronulla Sharks made oh, 83 tackles. I, I was watching the game and I walked out of the room and I walked back in and they said Cameron McInnes has made 65 tackles. And I thought I was like, oh, I must have walked out for longer than I thought. He was 49 and looked, at half There time. was still 25 minutes to go. <laughs> and it's just like, and then I just started watching him and counting every time he made a tackle. I actually had him more for, for more than 83, but. Yeah, I mean, what I count as a tackle and what others do are probably different. But, um, yeah, what an effort. 83, Just... and he
2: looked like he had also completed 83 tackles. <laughs> yeah. He had that much bark off him.
4: <laughs> Mate, he's a hard worker, isn't he? I like, love him. Yeah, he's, Absolutely he's love a great him. player to watch. A great great guy to have in your team, Now, obviously. Michael
2: Luck was the previous leader on 78 tackles. Elijah Taylor, the... Panthers and uh, Warriors mm. Utility, 77. Sean Fensom on 75. And then Cam McGuinness had 75 also.
4: And Nathan Heimarsh, 75. Behind yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's in the top five twice and yep. le- leading it with 83 tackles. So mm. hard worker, there's no no question about it. And and special mention to Cam McAvoy.
2: Hard worker.
4: Hard for worker. For Burn
2: Logistics, yeah.
4: 29 years of age, comes out, wins the 53 Gold medal. Personal best and didn't swim last year. Took a year off. Mate, I mean, not only is it a personal best, it's the fourth fastest 50 freestyle swim in history. Yeah. Like, is this like a, I'm back, I'm going to the Olympics and I'm going to win a gold?
2: Or is it, we don't have to train as hard for four years for an
4: event, mm. take a break, refresh the body? Well, we chatted We chatted with Missile about this when he was on the show a, a yeah. week or so ago about, like, you're a sprinter. Why are you doing, you know, 50K a week in the pool. You're <laughs> a sprinter. I like, know. I was, anyway. Doesn't
2: make sense. Yeah. Mm. Uh, boom. Australian specialists making safer and more innovative lifting solutions to manage any project. Project. Now, it's an injury update. Thanks to Booper from the weekend's rugby league. Switch to Booper. Canstar's outstanding value. Health insurance for 2022. And Will Kenny. Rat. Looks like his season may be in doubt.
4: Yeah, hamstring strain. It was a uh, um, yeah early in the game too, just going back to clean up a kick. But uh, yeah, they've got a bit of an issue there. The Sharks. What they're going to do? Um, they're talking about uh, switching Hines back to fullback. I, I, they've done that before. Connor
2: Tracy it, went to fullback, didn't
4: he? Yeah. I, well, they've done that before, and it's it. I, I don't like it. Mm. Um, it just it it moves too many pieces. Moylan's the next fullback. I yeah. Don't know whether his hamstrings are up for it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Big that, workload. You I'm, gotta go through gotta yeah, cover a lot of I'm kilometers. I'm not sure Moylan's the man for the job. Um, yeah, look, they they gotta throw caution to the window. They're they're they got it all against them, the Sharks, uh, and they'll run into the finals. But it's in their hands, they've just got to win some games of footy. Jojo Fafito, Mr. Titan's next two matches, injured his ankle, and
2: actually Brimson came from the field with a torn abdominal muscle, had to get some needles to get back on the field, went into the centres for JJ Fafita. I've got to say and I've said on this show before last year, mm. I, I think AJ Brimson ha, has always been, if he's not going to play fullback, I've always thought he'd be a really good center.
4: Proved you right, didn't he?
2: Well, he's, he's just dangerous wherever he goes. And if you give him the opportunity just to roam.
4: Yeah, well, well I, you know, I, well, we've had this argument. that's where I'm saying, like, put him in the 14 jersey and just let him on the field and go wherever. Mm. If you can play that role in the centre position, similar to what Joey Manu does when he's healthy. Yeah, and, yeah, you know, yeah. He's in the, and the team's moving. You see Joey Manu pop up anywhere on the field. I suppose the 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 key to him playing, or the the, I, I guess the key to him being you know successful at that is just understanding his role and and being able to handle it defensively. But and the, the difference between that and him being a fourteen is he's going to be on the field for eighty minutes and not you know. Potentially fifty or sixty minutes. Yeah, but, um, yeah. I, I, Jaden Campbell, stunning again. Yeah, <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> he just looks like he's going to break the line every time he gets the ball. Yeah. Mm. Uh,
2: for f's sake, play the music, Rooster Muzz. That was when we were talking to uh, to Glenn. And Steve says you blokes are finally starting to see what I've seen long ago. Glenn is a radio icon.
4: You blokes are finally starting to see what I seen long ago. Yeah. I think it's I saw, <laughs> I seen. Steve, uh, I love you. Um, yep, uh, he, he's starting to tighten his stuff up, lads. Were Ken McInnes tackles real ones or Cameron Smith tackles? Oh, Craig. Oh, that's tough. Hey, Craig. They, they were real tackles. Like Cam, mm-hmm. Cam McInnes. He looks like he. He looks like he's. Cam he's Smith looks like he actually played in a dinner suit at times when he comes off the field. He was just such a smart footballer. And I don't begrudge that. I'm like, man, that's smart football. Um, Cam McInnes did not look in any way, shape, or form like that.
2: What about when Cam Smith used to get off the line really hard? Because he he's just ridiculously strong, Cam mm. Smith. Even from when he first came into first grade, 18, 19, he yeah. was ridiculously strong. He choked me out one day at, at Penrith Stadium And I dropped the ball and I woke up and what happened? They said, You dropped the ball. I said, I can't remember what happened. I think I just lost two or three seconds of my life. Mm. But he was really strong. So as you'd run up, he'd just run out of the line and he would just, what they call catch you. He'd go bang, he'd catch you and he'd bear hug you. And everyone else would just fire in from every angle. Yeah. He's pretty good at it. He's pretty good. Yeah, that was an injury update. Thanks to Booper. Join almost 4 million Australians and prepare for life with Booper because life happens. Kia, top seven, up next.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento.
0: It's the Kia Top 7
3: on Sports Day. Yeah, Kia also the official partner
2: of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And number seven, Rat?
4: Yeah, number seven, Dave Water silencing, silencing his critics up to knocking his second half-century at the Asher Series. Great than It's the most him.
2: comfortable he's looked, I think, yeah. to be honest. Uh, number six, well, he won the NASCAR over in the US, Chicago. Shane Van Gisberg, and I couldn't believe this, he defends his Sydney title Claiming his first supercars win in 12 starts. That yeah, surprises me.
4: Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, number five is uh, Knights. Knights fans, they're all up and about, aren't they? Newcastle, they defeat the Raiders in Canberra with Ponga. Again, a standout. Hastings putting a player through a hole. The ankle tap now, Ponga. No one in front of him. Newcastle
2: race away for the first try. Brilliant from the Knights. They were brilliant. Hard to work hard to win down there in Canberra. They were outstanding. Ponga was great. Hastings was outstanding. Yep. Yeah. Number four, Alex Johnston. Well, he scores a hat trick in the win over the West Tigers. He's six away from Billy. Billy's at 190 tries. Yeah. He's six tries away, Alex Johnston. You get him this
4: year?
2: I think he will. Uh, yeah, I think he will. Five games. At left least in the equal him at 190. Yeah. yeah.
4: Murray
3: at the back to Walker. Here they go. Isaiah Tass, Alex Johnson. Try number 184. Watch out, Billy Slater. Here comes AJ. Oh, you
4: get Billy. He's got into Ken Irvine next. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Number three, this is um, not uh, our fondest, uh, our, our proudest moment as Australian Wallaby fans, but Wallaby's hooker Tate McDermott getting smashed by All Blacks lock Scotty Barrett as New Zealand beats Australia 38 to 7 in the first low.
3: Short line out for Ricky delivered quickly. Oh, McDermott got nailed, absolutely nailed by Scott Barrett. And the All Blacks are in. I oh, want to try. Did,
4: Did you, you tell who
2: got all the food with the Barrett family? <laughs> yeah.
4: Did you see the hit?
2: Yeah, it was massive. Oh, yeah,
4: just absolutely. Yeah. They're gonna to have to dig in out the bottom it. Oh, of the, no. Oh, no.
2: the ground now. Number mm. two, she's a superstar, 19 year old Molly O'Callaghan. Well, she breaks a longest standing world record in the 200 metre freestyle over the weekend at the World
3: Champs. tipmus Callahan's coming at her. The two Australians neck and neck. What an epic race. It's Ariana leading, but for how much longer? Molly's going to her and the world record's in jeopardy. Molly Callahan over the top. Come on, Molly. Stretch out. Yeah. She's...
4: What a race. What an absolute tournament yeah, ph- Phenomenal, wasn't it? Outstanding. Just such a huge effort by our Five world records. This. Yeah. Yeah. Best ever. Yeah, Best ever meet they've had at world champs. Apparently. Evening, so.
2: fellas. The Titans should be number one in the notorious Kia top seven, Steve from Dubbo says. Their great <laughs> win over the Cowboys will only enhance those mighty eels for one of the greatest ever run homes to the final.
4: Yeah, it's not 2009, mate. I think, yep. uh, I think they're done. I 127 I think think says, done.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Glenn's a radio icon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Well, number one is the great Paddy Carrigan <laughs> finally getting off the nudie run and scoring his first <laughs> try for the Brisbane Broncos. Reynolds short ball Carrigan
6: over one, over two scores. They're in again the Brisbane Broncos. Pat Carrigan, that's his first try in the NRL. It's been a remarkable year. Alex Twile, now Pat Carrigan have broken their duck.
2: He didn't know how to celebrate. He didn't no. know what to do. Paddy Carrigan. They all jumped on him. Yeah, <laughs> it was I like know. 15
4: yeah. on him. Yeah. Uh, it reminded me of when I went back to Shark Park after they won the grand final and all the fans didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> like. They were all walking around <laughs> like zombies, like, what's going on? This is amazing. Well, how do we celebrate this? Oh, uh, it right. was about 2 in the morning, though, I must say, by the time we got back there.
2: Good but, evening, uh, gents. Favourite Tri-July celebration. This is from Michael. The Raiders recreation of the Johnny Bearstow dismissal. Yeah, yeah. From a POM as well, which mm. was probably even better. As well. So we've got a few nominations coming through for Tri July. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. What was your favorite? Tri July. Saint Boyd t- listening on two HD. Hey lads, I'm with you, rat. Hope like hell the Aussies win the fifth test tonight. Tegan Berry surfs up for me against the Knights. Mm. Good player, Teagan Berry. Yes. As well. Yep. Let's get to a break after the break. We're going to catch up with Barrett Sundarason live from the oval ahead of the fifth test. <laughs>
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, trained for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Here goes Mark Wood. Short ball pulled away by Warner. A little bit top edgy, but he's got a reasonable piece of it out through square leg and a diving attempt at a save. He's got himself a couple of runs and raised a half century, David Warner, his second of the series.
2: Well, he was very good in his uh, second time at the crease for this test. Mm, David Warner currently sitting in just just under 60 runs. And this man, he's always so enjoyable to talk to. And he is on site because we are poised again. One of the great days oh. of, of cricket. Barrett Sunderace, an SEN cricket commentator, joins us live from the oval. How are you, Barrett?
1: I'm doing very well, guys. Yeah, you are right. Another exciting day uh, in this Ashes series. Uh, one part of me is glad it's the last exciting day because I'm ready to go home. Uh, <laughs> but no, I mean, what, uh, what a fitting uh, finale it should be to what has been a uh, a quite a, a, a dramatic and uh, memorable Ashes series. Uh, like, look, uh, before we even go anywhere into discussing what's going to happen today, uh, how many whirlwind romances have you two been a part of? Uh, I haven't been part of too many, but that's what it, this series is. Well, like <laughs> every time you think the end, you know this is where this this is the direction it's going to head in, it goes the other way. So, uh, I mean, someone's going to end up really happy uh, tonight. We'll wait and watch who it is.
4: We, oh, it's it, a great analogy. I, I like the way you put it, Barrett. <laughs>
2: always, always throws up everything, doesn't yeah. it? When Australia and England face now, two hundred forty-nine runs, ninety-eight overs, only about two and a half per over. It's obviously a yeah. realistic target, but it's also a record target if Australia get it. So, with all of that in front of us, Barrett, who's sitting in the box seat right now? Uh.
1: Cricketing logic would tell you that England are still ahead. That we've been here so many times in Test cricket. You come uh, to the ground on the morning of of, of, the, of day five, and the batting team in the fourth innings is is, is, is it, has the target within range. And even though Australia have all ten wickets left, uh, 249 runs is a lot of runs to you know score on the final day when the cloud there is a heavy cloud cover, and there is a reason why it's happened only uh, 12 times in the history of cricket. we're into. 2,500 test matches, 2,700 test matches since uh, uh, when it started some 150 years ago. Uh, And there is a reason for that. Uh, It doesn't happen very often. Having said all of that, I mean, having, um, uh, you know, sent all the negativity away, I will also say that England has become the, best place to chase down totals because that's how they like to play cricket, don't they? Ben Stokes generally wins the toss and elects to field first because he wants to chase down totals on, on the final day. So, which means that the conditions are suited to that. So, I, the way I'd put it is, I don't think Australia will get a better chance to mow down a total like 384.
4: Yeah, Barrett So, 100 partnership um, is a, it's a, the first from our openers in this series is this the test where it all clicks for us and we get it right? I mean, what is their, what do you think their approach will be going into day five? Do they go out there and just, you know, play a straight bat, you know, keep the ball in front of them and, you know, try to hit the loose one every now and then and just, just hope that the runs come naturally or do they go after it? Do they actually go out and try to score runs?
1: No, I think they just do what they did last, last evening. Uh, And you could see that uh, the English uh, bowling was flat uh, and the, you know, for dubious reasons, they didn't bring Mark Hur in. But until then, David Warner and Usman Khawaja were well said They were nearly in their 40s. So, uh, I mean, the English uh, camp said it was a tactical move. I'm not sure what tactics would involve, but they do say a lot of things which don't make sense, Which so we come uh, to get used to it. Uh, as I look around, I'm more in the press box to see if I'm being snipered by an English journalist or not. Uh, <laughs> but that's just been the reality. I mean, they've played some fabulous cricket in England, but they've uh, not it always made sense with how they've spoken about their cricket. Uh, and yesterday was a great example, and that's all Australia needs to do. They just need to wear down this English attack. They were criticized a lot for batting very slowly in the first innings, but what they did do was get a lot more overs um, into, the Australia, uh, into the English fast bowlers than they would have liked. They batted for over 100 overs. So um, we saw the after effects of that yesterday. Uh, but having said all that, it is Stuart Broad's final day of test cricket. Uh, and you know uh, when he's got the bit in between his teeth, he likes to approve uh, uh, a point to the Australians. Can he do it one final time? Yeah, and that's what Australia need to avoid. I mean, the one thing that has happened throughout the series for them with the bat is, they've been they've been able to put on partnerships, but never a really big one. And also, once that partnership has been broken, they've had a collapse. They can't afford to do that today. And that's exactly what Stuart Broad would like to do that do to them one final time.
4: Is he is he the key man for England? Is, is he the one that gets England up to? to knock Australia over, and then who is the key man for Australia? Who do you think mm. needs to go on and get a big mm. score for Australia to win this match?
1: Uh, look, I mean, uh, this this could well be the devil that rests inside me speaking, but how good it, how good would it be for David Warner if he can, <laughs> you know, chase down this total and uh, then maybe even say, you know what, I'm, I'm actually done with Test cricket and, you <laughs> know, overshadow Stuart Broad's farewell. I don't think he would do that. (laughs) But, I mean, even if he can uh, make a big score. uh, And we saw him finally find that David Warner here, which has been missing throughout the series. He's got a lot of starts, but he's never really kicked on uh, in terms of picking up his scoring rate, which he did uh, towards the end of uh, yesterday's play before the rain came, uh, which is a great great sign. So I think that's what Australia will be banking on. Uh, if he can continue, he will score quickly. Uh, and then you have the likes of Manus and Steve Smith, who has already made his way into the net here at the Oval. Oh, Manus is not too far behind, of course. Um, and they can just, you know, kind of kill the game at the other end, if that makes sense. And that's, I think, how Australia will approach this. And then once you get into the likes of Travis Herr and Michelle Marsh, there is only one way they know to play. So if this opening partnership can take this... Uh, Target. What it's 249 now. Or the remaining runs. If they can take it to within 200, I think the pressure suddenly completely goes onto the English bowlers. Mm.
2: Well, it's all before us, as it has been this entire Ashes series. Barrett Sunder and you are in the best seat in the house at the Oval. Thank you very much for taking time out to join us on Sports Day, mate. Uh,
1: no worries, guys. And you still haven't told me about your romances, so I'll wait for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's this? Few and far between. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Barrett. <laughs> Yeah, you can catch all the coverage of the final day on the Ashes on the SEN app from seven thirty on SENQ from eight pm and across the rest of the network from ten thirty pm as well. He's very enjoyable to listen to. Oh, well, it's, What's going to be interesting because Moer Ali is injured, yep, bad groin, yep. So Joe Root's having to roll the the arm over. Yep. It's going to be interesting whether they just they go after those p- particular bowlers. Well, well, I
4: mean, you know, they, they have a loose over here or there, and you know, knock you know six or ten runs off and over geez, it takes some pressure off, doesn't it? So, yep. you know, and really applies the pressure to England. It's, it's just going to be a fantastic night of cricket. I can't wait to watch it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, get your te- Keep your text coming through, 0457 736 736. Uh, your favourite try, July celebration, anything about the NRL throughout the weekend. The Ashes tonight, there's plenty to talk about and we've still got another hour to go. So thanks for joining us for the first hour to date. And in the second hour, we've got Paddy Richards after the break. If you're a West Tigers fan, stick around, listen to that. That's our Where Are They Now segment. And also That's Ridiculous as well. Plenty to come on Sports Day with Sats and Rat.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day. For Kia and World Gym. For Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. And World Gym, train for the sport you play. This is Sports uh, Day. This is
2: Sports Day. 55 minutes till the first ball is bowled in the mm. fifth day of the fifth test of the Ashes. Welcome to the second hour of the show. Thanks to Kia, official partners of the FIFA Women's World Cup and World Gym Australia. Well, they're pr- improving lives through fitness. Keep getting your text in. 0457 736 736 if you're in New Zealand. double We'll get to those very soon, but we promised him early on. That man is West, former West Tigers player, Paddy Richards, so let's get to this.
3: It's time for Sports Days. Where are they now?
4: Hodgson taken by Norton. He took him late. Marshall skips away.
1: Marshall skips away. Marshall's still going. Marshall's got Richards coming up outside. Now inside. Richards pursued. Pichu-
0: Oh,
2: he never gets sick of hearing that. I know rugby League fans don't either. Nearly 400 first-class games, Para, West Tigers, Wigan, La Catalans, and he can memorise pretty much every movie line he's ever seen, this guy. (laughs)
4: That's a talent.
2: Premiership-winning winger Paddy Richards joins us on Sports Day. How are you, Paddy?
6: Yeah, going good, boys. How are you guys going?
2: Really well. Thanks for joining us. We love, uh, as we said earlier on, we love taking a trip down um, memory lane with some of the players, and um, and yeah. A great career, and an amazing career, not only here but over in the UK Super League, and you hear that that audio which gets played each and every each and every year around Grand Final time. You right. must, uh, yeah, we're we going to yeah, say. I'll tell
4: that? you what, I, it, it's probably the first time West Tigers fans have had a smile on their face this year. Just, listening, uh, just, to just listening to that, and <laughs> now we're going to speak to Paddy Richards. It's been a tough year for him.
2: Yeah. Now um, you must never get sick of hearing and seeing that footage, Paddy.
6: Oh, like you said, uh, you know, obviously in a pretty special moment, mate. You're pretty fortunate, I suppose, that it's a good moment in a big game. And um, when you do hear it, it does it does bring back some great memories of of the whole week. And um, yeah, mate, I never get sick of hearing it. And, and like you said, it put a smile on some people's faces. It's um, that's what the game's all about.
2: Now, as a junior, I grew up around the the liverpool Cabramatta region, and but also, Paddy, I remember, and I was fortunate enough to play with you at the West Tigers my final year, and it was our first year at the, at the club, but we used to, always used to play a bit of cricket in between mm. sessions, and Paddy was an amazing cricket player as well, He right. is an amazing pr- cricket player. As a kid, was it, was it cricket and rugby league, or was, was cricket favoured over rugby league at one
6: stage? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean when you know growing up in Australia that's it's cricket in the summer and footy in the winter, you know, so uh, I, I was sort of playing both as a kid, and um, you know this year or last year they're just gone, I just I had a season playing cricket with my young bloke who who's um who was fifteen at the time, so that was that was awesome to go back and play play the game, which I hadn't played since I was about seventeen, which I had to give the game away. so yeah, love obviously love playing cricket and um yeah, to go back it, it was awesome.
4: Did you uh did you did you play with anyone that, that went on to you know, play for New South Wales or Australia, Paddy?
6: Yeah, I played well, I played I got up to like uh, I played New South Wales under 17s with a couple of guys, Ed Cowan, he ended up playing Test cricket for Australia. Um there was a handy cricketer that went to my school as well, Michael Clark, who captained yeah, right. his country. <laughs> and, um, so so yeah, in and around those sort of guys it was it was awesome. Um, but yeah, footy, footy sort of took I suppose uh, me down a different path, but you know, I, I live my life with no regrets at all. Everything sort of happens for a reason, and I was just fortunate enough to to play cricket and footy as a kid, and um, you know, to well, like you boys to be a professional sportsman, You can't you can't get much better than that.
4: Yeah, so you, you, you sort of, Paddy, you went the opposite to what Andrew Simons did. So you, you picked pick the footy, and Andrew Simons picked the cricket. Mm. He was a handy footy player back in the day, Andrew.
6: Yeah, busy. that's right. Yeah, mm. I mean, you, you you could you could play you could play you know both, but then it come to a stage there where I was eighteen and um, I was in the Parramatta Reals, um junior junior squad, and Brian Smith to, asked me to to join the rest of the boys in the sort of uh, the summer sort of program, um, and I just went from there and end up debuting halfway through the year two thousand as an eighteen year old, and then. Um, you know, cricket just took a back step and I just couldn't go back. So I was, I was fortunate to debut at a young age and just and stay with the game and got great memories and great friends. So, yeah, like I said before, no regrets.
4: Yeah, nice. One, mate. Now, 2001, you're in a parasite that broke all the records. Um, you missed the grand final with a broken leg. You know, they, they they ended up getting beat by Newcastle. But did you think at that point, geez, this could be my only chance to, to play in a grand final and I'm going to miss it?
6: Yeah, mate, absolutely. Um you know, as a kid, you watch grand final, like grand final day It's massive. As a kid, you watch it. everyone gets around barbecues and, and wants to be involved in those. And um, for, for that to come around pretty quick, but like you said, I, I injured myself in my second year; I'd done my knee pretty bad um, after round ten, and then the boys just went on a great run at the Eels. You know, we had a we had a great side. I think I think they still hold the record for most points scored in a season. So it was a, mm. it was an exciting side, um, but then they just come up against. A Newcastle side that were better on the day, um, and they, they got the they got the win. So, yeah, I was I was gutted to miss that because, like you said, um, they don't come around too often. And I thought might be my only opportunity to play in a big game. But, but um, injuries are part and parcel of the game, and um, unfortunately, they they can take take big games like that away from you. Now, Patty,
2: in two thousand and four, you and teammate Brady Hodgson from Parry you're signed with the West Tigers, and and there's a young kid there. He's 18 years of age. He goes on to be one of the most flamboyant, creative players we've seen in the game in, in recent memory in Benji Marshall. And at 18, there's, there's one moment that made me realise that this kid could be something special. Is there anything that stood out to you that first year where you looked at him or did he do something that you thought, this kid's got some pretty special attributes?
6: Um, I think mainly the biggest thing was his attitude. Um, he just want, he just um, he's a winner. He just wanted to he just didn't care. He didn't care if he made mistakes. Um but physically seeing him do those sidesteps, mm. uh no one had seen that before. And the way he just sidestep you and cut you in half a training, like um I don't think anyone had seen that before and he was he was willing to take the risk at training and all that and um and eventually he took it out onto the field and um played that sort of unbelievable style and everyone just ran along with it. So yeah. From a young from a young age he had that um I wouldn't call it arrogance. I'd just call it self-confidence that he just believed in himself that he could score or do something amazing at every every time he touched the footy. So he, he took that out onto the field, and um, you know, I was pretty fortunate enough to be in that be in that era where we we got to witness that.
2: Yeah, exactly. Now I've got to say I'm not going to talk about the injury. Paddy Richards had one of the worst injuries I've ever seen in 2004 as a dislocated ankle. It was horrible to see this this night in the Central mm. Coast, but. And I, I honestly thought I, I don't know whether he's going to be able to come back from it. But then in two thousand and five, you had this flamboyant style of rugby league. Uh, but in every Premiership winning season, Paddy, there's a there's a moment or there's a game that comes to mind where you think you finally convince yourself that you've got the team to win the comp. Was there a game or a moment in two thousand and five where you thought, "Yeah, you know, I think we can actually I can actually win this comp."
6: Yeah I mean you know we will pretty inconsistent at the start of 2005 we had a young side we'd win one we'd lose one we'd win another one and we just we were doing that and then we, we started to put a few put a few wins together but the one game that I thought that um, we just turned it on was we played Cronulla at Shark Park and uh, I think we scored about five tries from our own half and Benji was involved in about four of them and um we've all seen that one where he he does that step three times and then a no look cut out ball to myself 30 meters and and then i throw it over the top to fitz henry and we just played that uh unbelievable attacking style of footy and it seemed to work and it gave us the, the confidence there that you know at any moment we could score from anywhere and um but we started to defend well as well so a lot of people will talk about the way we attack but we were come together. We we're a very close team, and um, you've got to be a, a good defensive side if you get, if you want to do anything. And um, it all sort of started to come together, but it was probably that day at uh, at Cronulla that gave us all that self belief that you know we're a pretty special side.
4: Yeah, it's, it's funny you mentioned that, Paddy. I I had the opportunity to play with with Princey and and Buffle Frankie at the Titans, and one thing that they would talk about all the time was how close that that Tigers team was, and how much of a difference it makes to you know performance on the field um so, so i mean obviously you know it helps um was that forced or did that just happen do you feel like it just came together
6: well it comes together off the field um you know after training you want to spend time together we're always catching up for lunch and, and just it just became uh, it was a natural sort of thing that happened and and when you start winning and, and you're enjoying each other's company and you're dying to get to train to, and to get better. And, and we're playing such an exciting style of footy. Um, not many sides, not many, you know, we had a great coach that allowed us to play like that as well. So I suppose we had the young guys, we had some good senior guys. It was, it was just the right time. And it was just, you know, we caught fire at the right time towards the back end. And, and like you said, Buffer and, and Prince, you said we were so close, but um, it was in those big games when you're so close, you, you want to defend well together as well. And that's just, Gave us that self belief that we we thought we could beat anyone, and coming up against probably Parramatta and the, and the Dragons were probably the red hot side, mm. but we had that self belief that um, you know, we, we could beat any of them. So um, you know that's important.
4: Yeah, now mate, what what a lot of people don't know is is you know you were carrying injury going into the grand final. Um, Can you tell us what you had to go through to get on the field, just to get on the field? Because you look like you were running freely, but that was, you know, you you were carrying a pretty significant injury where you needed, you know, injections just to get on the
6: field. Yeah. So against the Dragons a week before, um, a minute before half time, I came in field and um, I ran into Lance Thompson, Trent Barrett, a couple of others, and and sort of, uh, I sort of twisted my leg and. And I just heard heard a couple of crunches and clicks and, and things you don't want to hear and, and some pretty bad pain as well. And I thought, like Sat said at the start, that um, by the time I dislocated my ankle, um, my first trial match for the West Tigers, it, it instantly felt exactly the same as that. Um, so I thought, oh, no, my season's over. I just signed to go to Wigan. Um, you know, my, the grand final purse so I'm going to miss another one because we're, we're so close. And... um. So leading into that game, that, I, I thought I was no chance of playing in the grand final. So um, I remember speaking to the doctor, Clara, during the week, um, and he sort of said, "Look, we, you know, we can roll the dice here. We can inject it. Um, you might not play again." But um, how do you feel about that? And I just remember, was oh, whatever, whatever it's going to take, I'll, I'll roll the dice." And um, so we injected it. Um, Sheenzy gave me up until captain's run. and um, you know, I had to inject my knee as well because I tore a bit of cartilage in there as well. But I was just like, just jab anything. But I, <laughs> I couldn't really feel anything. I was, I was sort of running on memory and just adrenaline. Um, I, I couldn't feel my foot at all. But, um, look, I didn't do too much in that grand final, to be honest, apart from obviously scoring that try. But, it, you know, things happen for a reason. And um, it's just one of those moments I feel like I got lucky for rolling the dice. And now I'm involved in a great moment and we might you the know,
2: didn't do much. What about that? You yeah, almost he almost ripped Rod Jensen's face off when you palmed him to score the try as well. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, Paddy, before you let you go, your kicking game, uh, amazing. And, and with the Benji flick pass, you knew it was coming because, as you mentioned earlier on, He's he's he did it at training all the time. Mate, I was
4: shocked when I saw the replay. Like, well,
2: that was a flick pass? Yeah, I but couldn't believe it. Ray, Ray Warren actually didn't see it, did he, Paddy, when you watched back? But you knew it was coming.
6: Well, you just got to expect anything, and yeah. that's the way we sort of trained. And, and, and you know, I probably didn't realize at the time, but um, you know, there was there was a few tries we scored that year, and Benji was doing those sort of things anyway. So, um, mm. you know, it, it happened so quick. Um, it was it was in the right spot. You know, I, I was because of my injury and Benji's injuries with his shoulders, he was actually back where the winger was. Yeah. Um, you know, Thurston puts a kick through. LeFranchi actually takes Thurston out. So in today's game, that try would, would, probably would have been called cancelled. Yeah. You know what I mean? They would have gone back to that. So, um, you know, things happen for a reason. And um, Benji just done his magic and, and tries out in the grand final. It comes off and then Jensen was coming across and I had to do something. Otherwise, I would have ended up on the highlight reel like Scotty Sadler.
2: <laughs> you were, <yeah. laughs> I think you should have got suspended for eye-gouging Rod <laughs> Jensen. That's what, that's what should have happened. Now, you, uh, we see Matty Burton, his big kicks. Of course, you were famous for your, your massive kickoffs, the oh, the floating terrifying. kickoffs. Yeah, it was terrifying for an outside back. But in saying that, did, did you ever entertain going over the NFL or did your manager ever make any calls toward the NFL with your, your punting?
6: Oh, there was, there was a lot of talk. I mean, the press jumped all over it. Um, there was a there was a company out here called Odds Kick or something yep. like that. And yeah, um, still going. I, I remember going going to a park uh, once and, and having a kick with a ball. And I suppose we we kick the ball a little bit differently. We punt the ball. We, we're a bit more side on. Where where the NFL they they like to they like to be very straight on and kick it a certain way. Um, yeah, you know, I've got no regrets. I probably wouldn't want to go and, and you know live over there and do all that. Um, could I have done? it, Who do knows? You know what I mean. I, I just enjoyed doing what I did, and um, no regrets at all. But yeah, I love doing all the kickoffs and things like that, and trying different spiral techniques and all that. And um, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a different thing to. I mean, after, the catches they don't they don't want to catch that. They just want to stock standard sort of kick off, and um, I just try to change things up a little bit. And, and you know, we used to get the odd result out of it as well.
2: Yeah, good stuff, outstanding. Now, I said earlier on, you you love your movies. You got any? Favourite movie lines you want to throw in there at the last moment or not?
6: Hey, I know yours, your, your favourite is the Tony Montana from Scarface,
2: isn't it, at <laughs> Our trainees always throw the Tony Montana yeah, at me. Right. <laughs> He's yeah. outstanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, tremendous player, even better guy off the field and a great career, um, Paddy Richards. And, uh, mate, really thank you for taking time out to join us on uh, Where Are They Now for Sports Day.
6: No worries, boys. Thanks for, thanks for the chat.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym, Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, it
2: is. And some late Matildas news as kickoff is around 37 minutes away against Canada. What is it, Rat?
4: So, I'm sorry? What's That's The big news. Yeah, the big news. <laughs> sorry, I was reading your text there. <laughs> the big news is Sam Kerr is starting on the bench. Yep, which is probably the best case scenario if oh, she's struggling know. with an injury.
2: I, yeah. Obviously, she's not right. They're, they're looking
4: after her, I guess. I mean, yeah, there, there's there's opportunities for him to go through and they want to want to protect her. Um, I'd rather see her get us to a lead and then bring her off rather than be, you know, 2-0 down. And then it's like, all right, Sam, go on there and save it for us. Yeah. You know, like we get ahead, then park the bus, get everyone back in front of goals and don't let them score. Chuck Fowler is starting for the Matildas. Oh, beautiful. She
2: missed the last game due to concussion. Can
4: find the back of the net. Yeah, only 20 years of age as well. Yeah, yeah, she's a
2: gunner. Now, some of our listeners are going to be leaving us really soon for uh, the game against the Matildas and Canada. And some of our listeners also can stay with us, but I'll explain to that very soon. About
4: to uh, go to a break very soon.
2: Until we do that, let's get some text messages out of the way. Rat.
4: Yeah, yeah, G- good, good, one here for the sharks. This is from two eight oh for the sharks fullback. What about Carl Eero? He's been in the twenty two on Tuesdays. He has been. He's been named in the twenty two the last few weeks. Um, good oh, player. Oh, oh, he can play. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I'd, I. I don't think he's a fullback. I think I'd, I'd chuck him in the centres and, and I'd leave kind of Tracy at fullback. Yeah, and um, probably a little
2: bit too much responsibility initially at fullback.
4: Yeah, I mean he's played Just he's played NRL already, um, and he's certainly ready. He, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a player that needs to get his opportunity, and this could be the perfect opportunity for him. Big, uni- big, big body, um, got great, great hands, great feet. Um, yeah, he could be a real handful. Could be could be a good uh, in if they put him in there.
2: Sporty Gav, high sats and rat after years. This year's Arish, uh, Ashes series. I was thinking of the players who won't be there. And I reckon the Poms are going to be poised to dominate. I hope Steve Smith is around to help the Aussies with experience because Joe Root is around at the same age and he is hungry for mountains of runs. Sporty Gav. Yeah, well,
4: I, well there's definitely no about water. That before. Possibly
2: that. no Aussie. I think he'd be six thirty six thirty seven 37 By then. It's not that hard to... I
4: mean, you don't have to be... Young and sprightly to play cricket, no, do you? No. I mean, I remember Arjuna runner, tunga. He certainly wasn't sprightly. <laughs> he was the size of a house. <laughs> Although you can't get runners anymore, can uh, you?
2: Fitzy mm. says I think we may have found who Sats has a man crush on. Who's that? Pat Pat
4: Richards. Oh, Pat. Now my
2: man crush is Billy Slater.
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I, my, mine. Mine was I was leaning heavily off Gutho. Yeah. And I was going to Scott Drinkwater, but yep. after the weekend, I'm yeah. back to Gutho. 1170, 1620 listeners are now leaving us for the, the game
2: ahead of the Matilda's clash against Canada and SENQ listeners. And if you're on the SEN app, also Super Radio Network, you'll stay with us till 8 pm. Then you hear the call of the Ashes as well. That's and Rat for Sports Day. We'll be back very soon and we're going to have That's Ridiculous.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back for World Gym. Train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This
2: is Sports Day. Yeah, not long now. 30 minutes till kick-off in the Matildas v Canada World Cup. And we have to win this one to make sure we go through to the final 16. If not...
4: Rely on other results.
2: Questions will be answered. Well, New Zealand are out. Yeah, they are.
4: New Zealand are out. Drew with Switzerland or... Yeah, Mm -hmm. yes, Switzerland. Could you imagine if New Zealand and Australia, neither, get through to the knockout stages? Yuck. That can't happen. Come on, Matildas. I know. Come on. (laughs) <laughs> um, also, we have the first ball of the Ashes About to be bowled
2: as well Not far away Cannot wait Honestly, I'm going to do as much as I can to stay up mm. Probably go through to the show tomorrow well,
4: I said to my He's mate I'd go sleep. for a run with him tomorrow morning At like 5 No, nah, it won't happen No, nah, I'm, I'm going to text <laughs> him after this and say Mate, it's, it's sorry, I'm going to have to Okay. What point? At Okay,
2: what point do you get to That you just say, I'm going to go to bed so, how many wickets down do Australia need to be before you say we're no chance? Seven. Seven. Oh, it would depend, Well, depending on how like where we're at run wise. Like, I think if Travis Head is out, I think we're no chance. Game over.
4: Yeah, mm. he's the
2: only one that can really, I suppose, pick up the run rate. There's when you a need lot of
4: it. batting in this this side, though.
2: You know, the thing about it is that although we only need two and a half. Runs and over, 98 overs Mm. in the full day. It's almost like
4: it's too many overs for the runs. I know. It's like you're going, it should be easy. Like if it was 50 overs, you'd know, right, they're going to go out there and they've got to score runs. It's like, I feel like they're going to go out there and they're just going to be a little bit tentative. So the pitch is in favour of Australia. It is a dead pitch. It's a flat wicket. But Barrett said five times in, how many times? 2,070 test matches, this, this run rate, this run. Chase, Chase yeah. has been exceeded. That's it, it. It's
2: the pressure of the moment. That's what it is, and that's what's different here is because Ben Stokes's field placements is really aggressive. He's got a lot of people on the offside, uh, all four or five players around the ball, and it's just a it's a game of patience. Do are I, you are you willing to remain composed and patient? Not if something goes outside off stump, thinking that I've got to play at it. I've just got to have a smack at it, and that's what Australia have to try and. Get away from Can that I, mindset.
4: I'm that I'm that excited for Dave Warner. I want him to go out there and just smash 150. And 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 actually, the king of dirt has got a. What's he What's he got here? Hey boys, possibly something very poignant tonight. Just holding for the first ball. First tip, Warner, big ton. Second tip, Broncos win grand final. <laughs> holding for third. Holding for king, third. Could yeah. be Matildas for, make yeah, final
2: sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you, So we've got um, – we love this segment, which Jeff Toovey always comes into the uh, studio mm. for. Come on, that's ridiculous. What do you think about this one, Rat? Sats and Rat, any thoughts on Storm celebrating two premierships again? It won't end. This will happen at least two to three times a decade. Every other sport reissues the title to the next best. This needs to be corrected in the history books. And on the back of that, on the back of that, we've got Daniel from Prairie Wood saying – Gents liking or lumping it, or that's ridiculous Sing it. Um, the Storm's nonchalant attitude about anyone else other than their fans, members, and players in promoting their six titles. Of course, 2007, 2009, officially taken away, taken away from them.
4: Mm.
2: Is yeah, it a that's ridiculous? I
4: played in those years, yep. 2007, 2009, um, and I played against that side. They, they were an unbelievable side, um, just stacked with talent, Israel Folau, Greg Inglis, you know, the light, like just guns across the, the pitch. Um, I, I, I'm, I do not think much of it.
2: They won honest. the grand final, they,
4: they won it. And I don't want to pour slander on any other teams, but if you think the storm are the only team that, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it's, they... it's like, it's like, and, and look, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not, um, saying it's okay to, to cheat. Or it's like the Lance Armstrong situation, like he, he gets his title stripped. He, every guy who was competing for the general classification Tour de France when he was racing was juiced to the eyeballs. Yeah, like and and everybody He's knows He's the it. best pharmacist. But yeah, he was yeah. just better at it. Uh, the storm got caught. Um, they're, they're not the first team, and certainly won't be the last team that, that have cheated the salary cap or tried to work. I'm their okay way around it. it. I, I'm good. I'm just like and. You know, you take it off them, you know, in two years down the track, who cares? Mm. Like, they won it. Like, I played in it. I played in that competition. They were the best team. They won.
2: Yep. But many people say they were the best team because they were able to keep the best players and overpay them. But I've got to say, it was really bad, really bad management of the negotiations and the contract money from Brian Waldron and co at the time because the players would have stayed anyway. You wouldn't have had to give them extra. Mm-hmm. Under Bellamy, they were forming something really special. Yeah, they were. So they wouldn't have had to go anywhere.
4: Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, look, I mean, it's of course people are going to blow up, particularly the teams that got beaten in the grand final by the storm. Mm. I mean, they're, they're going to be filthy on it. I'll tell you what my that, that ridiculous is. Yeah. The fact that on a Monday night, I have to choose, I have to choose between Two Australian teams competing for something so special. You've got the Matildas playing yep. and you've got the Ashes going. I've got to, to choose which one to watch on a Monday Come night. On, that's ridiculous. What's
2: going on? Well, you've got enough money to have a couple of screens I, next I, to I, each I, other.
4: I do the old split screen, but it's not – I don't want to have to – I just want to – yeah, scheduling's off. <laughs> My that's ridiculous. This is a good that's ridiculous.
2: Motley Crue and Def Leppard world tour in November. Come on, that's ridiculous. That, that is
4: ridiculous. I'm, I'm, I'm never I'm, too old for I'm that. I'm all over it. I'm all over Def yeah, Leppard. you know all those bands from like back in the nineties and yeah, and the like late eighties or eighties. They're just they're, they're coming back with a vengeance because they know all their fans that were kids back then. that yeah. they couldn't spend money. have now got money. It's like let's go, let's go get that money out of their pockets that we didn't get before. Do you know
2: another that's ridiculous? Well, I, should... I only learnt last night when watching sixty minutes. Def Leppard are not an American band. No, they're
4: British. Come on, that's ridiculous. <laughs> I didn't realise that. I didn't think the Ponds would be that definitely that mate, heavy metal. You, you go through the icons of rock, yeah. uh, and, mate, the amount of bands that come from the UK are just insane. It, you, the list is is that long. Um, yeah, it, it's phenomenal. So,
2: Rat, yep. like it or lump it, I'm liking that Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes showed who sliced and diced their eels up. After coach Craig Bellamy questions his he side want to win and ruthlessness last weekend, the last round, I should say, the Storm hooker and halfback responded in kind. That's yeah, from I, Dan. I'm liking Stormy it,
4: Dan. Um, I, I, I was saying to you off air, I, I, I thought that game of Jerome Hughes was probably the best game of halfback I've seen him play, and that's a, that's saying something because he's played some games there. He's a different game. He's games. not a
2: dynamic half, but he is. If that makes sense,
4: mate. What he does he's not overly he's, he's quick. A, he 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 was a fullback. He's a ball runner. Mm. So he understands what what a ball runner wants. What he does better than I think anyone is he squares up the attack. And and if they don't square up with him, he just takes a hole. And we saw him do that Yeah. Uh, the other night where, when he scored a good try. He had four try assists, a try himself, mm. uh, numerous line-break assists. Just phenomenal game. It was superb. And Harry Grant, he's, he's been great all year.
2: Another that's ridiculous. Okay, this is from the Fitzmonger. He says, hey, boys, do you think the NRL should take to Vegas? Who do you think the, te- the NRL should take to Vegas? I think it needs to be teams they can associate with in the NFL, such as, of course, the Broncos, Denver Broncos. Yep. The uh, Dallas Cowboys. Yep. The Las Vegas Raiders, of course. Yep. And the Sharks.
4: Come on, that's ridiculous. The sharks. What are you talking <laughs> about <laughs> oh, the ho- oh, San Jose Sharks in the in the, in the uh, ice hockey. They're not taking the Sharks. No. no. But well. I will say, like the Canberra Raiders are a lay down air to be going to yep. to, to Vegas. I mm-hmm. mean that they'll drag in all the Raiders fans just because they're the Raiders. Um, Broncos. I mean, they're one of our biggest clubs. I don't know. I mean, who? Could who, you imagine would the, the, the Panthers go? Carolina Panthers, the Penrith Panthers. There's only one team that's committed, and that is.
2: Correct me if I'm right, listeners. South.
4: What? As in committed to going? Yeah. Or said they want to go. There's only one team that's committed. So, so far. So, they, so they've so they
2: picked South. South are definitely going. I, I might be wrong. I might be wrong, but there is one team that's definitely committed. Right. Okay. And I, for the life of me, I can't remember who that is. But could you imagine if the Canberra Raiders were one of those sides? Now, South and Manly are, are just a lay down was there. They need to be there because of the Hugh Grant, the Russell Crowe, and do like an Aussie week oh, in yeah. Vegas. yeah, yeah. That's you know? a good call. Yeah. Get so Snoop
4: Dogg there in his South jersey.
2: Maybe UFC in Vegas that week with – Robert Whittaker yeah, and, yep. and,
5: and Alex Volkanovski yeah. sounds like an Aussie takeover. Mm. Well
2: that's exactly what they need to do.
4: Well they lo- they do love the Aussies over there. That's uh, so yeah can so you they can feed Canber- off that.
5: If the Raiders
2: went and basically just spruik their club and just try to get new members,
4: oh, could be huge. It could be it could Massive. be huge for him. It could yeah. be a huge windfall for him. Mm. What about Bondi Jack says, that Rat, that's ridiculous. There is no choice. The Australian women's soccer team can't beat the Newcastle under 15 boys. We're well, lucky they're not playing the under 15 boys. <laughs> they're playing the Canadian women's side <laughs> that they can beat, and I'm going to get behind them. So come on. Now, Nathan Borah Ridge,
2: his that's ridiculous. Get ready, work experience kid. Brisbane have to be paying the ref after this week's performance. They have more than angels on their side. I was there, and there were forward passes and offsides all night.
0: Come and on, we, that's ridiculous. There was a pass
2: from – I remember there was a pass from Billy Walters that I thought was forward, but they were pretty
0: dominant.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're a good side. Killed yeah. them that first half. They, they got it yeah. moving in the right direction. But yep. um, oh, We're going to get calls wrong every week. I'm over talking about how bad the refs are. <laughs> <laughs> it's just um, um, yeah. It, it's it's been disappointing to say the least. What about um? Imagine this. Uh, this is from Graham. He says, "Surely the Wallabies are thinking seriously about throwing the kitchen sink at clear about at Cleary for the home World Cup."
2: So that's the next World Cup, not this in, one. Not this next one. one
4: in four years. In five years' time, or well, four years' time. Imagine getting Cleary over and playing like this.
2: If by that time the World Cup comes around, he'd be thirty-one, mm. which is plenty. Of, I mean, ah, great man. age, ripe yeah. age.
4: <laughs> It'd be a so. Three, what would he be?
2: Would he be a nine or a ten? He'd be
4: a ten. Yep. Yeah, he'd be but a ten. Why would he be a ten? Because the ten in in rugby is 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 more akin to playing seven in, in okay. league, playing half back in rugby league. They're the sort of the general. Yep. Yeah. 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 You your half back in league in union is more like your nine. So, in in league and and that would be. Harry Grant would be amazing. I was just thinking that. Harry Grant, I, I'd, I'd be throwing the kitchen sink at him because, again, that, that threat around the base of the ruck mm. is what you know keeps everybody's eyes in. And you would have noticed, well, you probably didn't notice because you, you wouldn't have paid a lot of attention. Um, if you've got no threat there and, and then they, they, they just stack up in the 10 channel and if you're just hitting the ball in one off the ruck, you're just getting bashed. And that's what happened to the Wallabies. When they shifted the ball a little wider of that space... Uh, and they were hitting this 12, 13 channel with their with their crash plays, and you know Karevi was getting a little bit wider. Um, they just made some great meters, and it's where they started to get some momentum. They started to do some some decent things. But whether Cleary or not would would even consider coming over to Rugby Union, mate. By that stage, can you,
2: can you just hit? That's ridiculous, right now. Come on, that's ridiculous. You said, can we get the can we isolate that little bit of audio and play it back in the next segment?
4: Okay. What, whether or not Cleary would consider coming to rugby.
2: Okay. Do you hear what he said again? What did he say? If Cleary would consider coming to rugby. Yeah. There's one word in there: coming to rugby. That means you're 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 bringing in. You're saying coming <laughs> to rugby, not going to rugby. Oh, you are saying coming to I'm, rugby. I'm so man, you're a rugby. I'm man. a man of the people. Sats. No, you're not. I am a man of of everyone. If you're a man of everyone, you would say if he would contemplate. Going to rugby or or taking an offer from the Wallaby?
4: You said coming to rugby. <laughs> going to rugby? Yeah. <laughs> People contemplate going to rugby. Um That would be a huge coup. And and I tell you, by that stage of his career, at thirty-one in rugby league, he's probably going to win the premiership this year. That's three premierships, one Origin, rugby league World Cup. So what what more can he do?
2: And if Joseph Sueli is getting 1.6 to oh, 1.8.
4: He'd be worth 10.
2: <laughs> well, he won his kicking game, his passing game, his defense, first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Goal kicking. Oh, mate, there's nothing he can't do.
4: Yeah. So, yeah. he. Think his w-
2: dad would talk to him ever again
4: oh, if he man, left the game. I, I think he'd be proud to see him go and do it, you know. Like, uh, honestly, by that stage, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be pretty special. I, you know, I'd... Well, Graham, I might start something here. We might start a little. <laughs> we'll throw the hat around. <laughs>
2: hey, it's, it's funny, Steve. He's teed off straight away when we talked about the Storm. Play on, it's okay. They they won the grand final. Of course, being a proud Parramatta man in 2009, I'd rather win the grand final on the field. The Storm shouldn't be celebrating the 9 grand final, though. They did win the grand final on the field, Steve.
4: They did. Yeah. They, they won it on the field. Um, they got taken off them for, you know, administrative, um, administration issues that um, <laughs> um, included boats. Yep. And you know, a bit Where of, did
2: that come from? Mm.
4: Yeah. Mm. How
2: did that turn up yeah, on my driver? Yeah, my, my front yard. Tommy from Sydney says, I think Melbourne can celebrate their wins. The Raiders roared at the salary cap in 1990. They got fined $100,000. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Let's get to a break. After the break, uh, we're going to get to more of your text messages, but also I want to talk about the story on Wally Lewis last night on 60 Minutes.
3: We'll be back in a moment. This is Sports Day for Kia and World Gym. We're back. For World Gym, train for the sport you play. And Kia, official partner of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. This is Sports Day.
2: Yeah, let's wrap the show up. But before we do that, let's get to some more of your text messages and also a story, um, quite a compelling story and also very close to a lot of sports men and women's heart is the, the story last night on the 60 Minutes about Wally Lewis. Now, Chris 5 6 texted in earlier on and said, sad to hear that Wally Lewis is suffering from early dementia, probably secondary to CTE. Now, if no one saw the, saw the story, go back on to 9 Now. You can watch that on 60 Minutes. It's a really good story about Wally uh, um, and how he's been diagnosed with what they call probable CTE. So there was many that believed along, along the last sort of two or three years, there's been this belief that you can only identify CTE in someone's brain after death. Mm. And neurologists are now saying no that's not the case. What you can um, what you can dictate is probable CTE based on the scans, which most notably will probably bring some form of dementia as well. So before we talk about that, this is what Wally Lewis had to say last night.
4: What's the diagnosis? I can't even remember the name of what it's called.
0: Probable CTE.
4: Probable um, yeah. CT. For a lot of the sports, guys, I think um, most of us take on this belief that we've got to prove how tough we are, um, how rugged. And, um, you know, if we put our hands up and seek sympathy, then we're going to be seen as the, as the real cowards of the game. But we've got to take it on and, uh, and admit um, that the problems are there.
2: Yeah, so um, pretty tough to watch. Probably more so if you know him personally, which you and I do, Rat. Um, mm. your dad played with mm. Wally in the Australian side. Did. You would have got to know him uh, post-retirement as well. Yep. I was fortunate enough to play with Wally his last year, which was my first year in the NRL.
4: How cool is that? Seagulls. You got to play with him.
2: Yeah. I, I loved Wally. He was a really good coach for young players. He gave the young players their first grade debuts and didn't try and overload you with too much information but just a, a really good guy to have around. I, I've still got a really close relationship with him today, as as do you. So to see him struggling last night is pretty tough to watch. He stopped reading the news for Channel Nine in Brisbane um, at yep. the start of the year, and yeah, these signs now that uh, after after scans, it actually was quite confronting. Seeing the neurologist who actually broke down herself, saying, "Wally Lewis walked into my my office, and he's a guy that I that I just idolised growing up, and seeing the the state that he's in now is is really heartbreaking, along with many other Australians who are suffering the same prognosis. Yeah,
4: well, so that's, I mean, you know, it probably would have been, well, I imagine it, it would have been hard for you to watch knowing, you know, that you've just lost your father yeah. to dementia. And yeah. I, I don't think um, foot rugby league is the only cause, um, but it's certainly, I think it's had an effect. Um, I, I don't look at it as, um, I know I wouldn't change my life mm. given on, you know, Issues that may come down the track. Um, but, you know, it's just a good thing that the rugby league's changed its protocols now around head injury. And, you know, back in those days, you know, when your old man played, my old man, when Wally played, you know, you get knocked about the head. It's a badge of honour to get up and keep going. Absolutely, yeah. You know, so, yeah, look, it's, um, yes, yeah, it's, it's horrible. It's horrible. It's, it's so sad because these men that you just see as giants and invincible and, you know, just heroes, um, mm. you see them become these diminutive characters that just are a, a shadow of themselves. Um it's 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 hard. Yeah, it is. It is. And I
2: suppose when when I first watched the story last night, I had some some media ring me today to try and comment around the story last night and and again, fresh off the back of of my father passing in March and whether yeah you know, they they asked whether they spoke to your friend Paul Greens. Yeah. Uh wife. Yep partner no, who no, yeah. said it's a little bit too raw at the moment. Yeah. Um, for me, it wasn't, wasn't raw because quite frankly, I didn't want to see my dad suffer anymore. Yep. But when they told, when I was, watched the story last night, what I did say to myself was, I'm actually not surprised. Yeah. Because if, of exactly what you just said, Rat, which mm. was, well, they played in an era where it was just catch and kill your own. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, he played in an era where he was the best player and every opposition player went after him.
4: Absolutely. As well. And it, you know, it wasn't, I mean, it's not like today where, you know, there's cameras on every angle and if you get belted, it gets picked up. And, yep. you know, the people are, uh, are spotted doing this stuff. There was so much stuff done in the tackle and, you know, off the ball that, you know, is taboo today. So, yeah, the game's cleaned itself up. But, you know, the unfortunate thing is, Seth, I don't think uh, the King will be the last person we hear no. of that, that suffers. Absolutely not. We know there's going
2: to be a lot less moving forward yeah. because of the, I suppose, the parameters that the game has put in place as well. Mm. Uh, Jason from Victoria on the text line, Melbourne Storm may be a chance, however small chance, to make the grand final of the NRL. I think we most likely beat the Brisbane Broncos, the Gold Coast Titans, and the Canberra Raiders. I doubt we will beat the Panthers. That's this weekend. We will beat the Dragons, maybe one more of those games, and we we will win. We might finish second. We are most likely to finish either third or fourth if all goes well for us. Well, the one against the Broncos is going to be tough. I know that. Mm. Um, yeah, Gold Coast and Canberra, I tend to agree with you based on current form. I think the Melbourne Storm at the real smoky. If they keep all their stars on on the field. Pap's coming back
5: as
4: well.
2: Uh, yeah. Pap and from all reports, may play for the Sunshine Coast Falcons this weekend. That, that's an
4: interesting one, isn't it? Yeah. Because, I mean, Me- Meany, to his credit, has been doing a great job. But he's no Ryan Pappenhausen. No. And if Ryan Pappenhausen can get somewhere near form in the next three weeks, you know, you get a couple of weeks leading into yeah, the Nelson finals. get Nelson for back in two weeks. They're just the sort of team that you just, yeah, you can't write them off, can well, you? Well, they, they're the sort of side that they just know how to
2: win. Mm. Some of the big games when you get to the back end of the season. And, and
4: Munster. They got Munster.
2: Most unpredictable
5: he's player just around. just unbelievable. Yeah. Something we haven't touched on. Yeah. Um, Tommy Dearden getting mm. offered that um, extension, million-dollar extension. How much is he worth, do we reckon?
2: Tom Dearden. Mm. If he was to go to the Tigers, he'd be their highest-paid player. Oh,
4: yeah. he, he's, a, he's a phenomenal player. Good little player. Great attitude. Yeah, yeah. He's
5: off contract next year. Well, so they're smart. Getting so, him before November, oh. $2 million contract contract extension. I think that's bloody value. For the Cowboys? For mm-hmm. so so how long? Uh. Be three years, right? yeah, years I
4: think, yeah, yeah. I think it's three years, yeah. I, I, I think state stage of his career it's probably yeah. about right. Um, mm. if you're going to the open market, he's obviously going to attract bigger offers based on the fact but he's going to have to go to a struggling club, yeah. You know, that's that's the issue, yeah. So.
2: Now, if you missed any of the show, download the podca- podcast, Sports Day podcast. Uh, thank you for Patty Richards for coming on the show. Um, still get, didn't get to all the text messages. I'm very, very sorry. Daniel says one of the favorite try celebrations was. The Hadouken.
4: Oh, Street Fighter. Street Fighter. Yeah, that was Jerome, Jerome Hughes. Hughes. That was a beauty. Yeah. That was well well thought out. Yep. Well done. And
2: as always, Steve says, outstanding show, fellas. Absolute radio gold. And also, Glenn is saying he's running around the backyard celebrating yeah. his smashing call earlier. Unbelievable. Oh,
4: he's red hot, isn't he?
2: Thanks for joining us on a Monday Night Game Matildas. Go the Aussies in the Ashes.